We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition just days ahead of the super bowl and crazy enough the end of another NFL season it always seems like it just started not too long ago. But then again, for Packers fans, it seems like the season has been over for far too long. I am one half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone, and I'm over at Game On Wisconsin. And I do the Quick Slants podcast, which is currently on hiatus pending any major news that comes out. Well, there's going to be something pretty soon. Could be something pretty soon. I think there will be. And that is the smooth, silky sounds of the voice of Mark Eckel of Packer Report, the other half of the Thursday crew. Mark, over on the East Coast, Super Bowl is coming. It's here in the Phoenix area where I live. There's all sorts yeah. of parties and festivities. The Waste Management golf Open golf tur- PGA Golf Tournament starts uh, today. And uh, you're over Myrtle Beach. What's happening on the East Coast? Well, not as much as is happening there. <laughs> yeah. Here we're uh, we're watching from afar, and uh, it, this is an interesting Super Bowl for for me because it's a team I covered for 32 years, going against a coach I covered for 14 years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I you know I have feelings both ways, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I know we don't really do the weather much anymore, but I have to assume that uh, it's starting to warm up. You're seeing the sun a lot. Just recently, it was cold. Um, for here, it was cold a few days ago. Now today, today was was very nice. It was like sixty five or so. Okay. So well, you know Harry, you know Harry and Kamloops. So yes. so he reached out and I, he knows we don't do the weather anymore. But he's up to forty five minutes of, of sunshine pouring pouring through his windows in his house every day. <laughs> so you know it's uh, it is what it is. Today was the first day that when I woke up, it was already starting to look light outside. So we know that we're we're getting we're getting close to. Spring training, baseball weather, obviously Super Bowl weather first, mm-hmm. and a lot of lot of stuff going on here. Unfortunately, the Packers aren't part of anything that's happening this weekend as their season is over. And we are not going to, spoiler alert, for those of you hoping to hear more analysis about Aaron Rodgers and his dark retreat, we are not going to be talking about that today. Because can I say one thing about that? You can, actually. Can I I'd love to. I was going to ask if you had anything you wanted. Do you ever get the, get the sense, because I, I do, <laughs> That Rogers is just messing with people. Like maybe like he just makes stuff up just to see what people like like that he's really not gonna go in some dark room. He just want he just threw it out there just to get people like I think he messes with this. It sounds like really it. the way the way he talks about him with some of the stuff that he comes up with, it does sound really far fetched, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I really believe I really believe like I you know, he's he's obviously intelligent. 
And he obviously doesn't like a lot of the media. He likes some. There are certain people that he that he, he seems to like a lot, but there's some he doesn't care for at all. Mm-hmm. And he's made this he's made that clear. And I think he likes to mess with people. So I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. He's crazy enough and has done some crazy enough things that it's hard to know. That's the beauty of like what it is that know. Yeah, exactly. The beauty of what it is that he's doing is that you never you never know. My uncle back, you know, my late uncle, rest in peace, was a great storyteller. He was always really good and you never knew how much of his stories were true or not true. I don't even know if his, his wife or his kids, you know, my cousins and his aunt and my aunt knew. I, I don't know if they ever, and he, you know, he passed away recently a, a year and a half ago and took all those stories with him. And we never got an answer as to whether a lot of that stuff was real or not. You just, you never know. That's the beauty of what Aaron Rodgers has created is if he is trying to entertain himself by throwing this stuff out there, he is obviously succeeding because there's been no shortage of conversation about it, but all I'll say on that is... And I is, could see him sitting back. I could see him and McAfee sitting back saying, oh, we got him today, didn't we? Oh, oh sure. Yeah, that, that was great. Talk and A.J. Hawk, you know, his buddy A.J. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see them all sitting there after the show laughing, saying like, yeah. oh, let's see how this goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't believe you. Where'd you get that one from? I, I just thought of it last night. I don't know. You know, I, I, again, I, maybe I'm totally wrong. and Maybe he's being as honest as can be, and he really is going to sit in a dark room for four I don't... But I, I could really see him just laughing at it afterwards, saying, or, or like AJ saying, "They're not going to believe this one." Oh yeah, you watch, you know. <laughs> oh well, AJ should I mean, listen. If you've followed Packers fans over the last decade, when social media has been very prevalent, it doesn't take much for the conversation to get way out of hand on on that rabbit hole, <laughs> right? I mean, have <laughs> you ever seen right, a right. have you ever seen a topic where our fan base reacted rationally to it and and Never. didn't pay any attention to it when we shouldn't have? No, absolutely not. And especially if you you go on Reddit, which I don't, then yeah, I that's I've heard there's some really really interesting theories and rabbit holes on on Reddit. But regardless, anyway, there was we, there was some we, news that we, hit we on Wednesday. Any... Yeah, there was some news that hit on Wednesday. The Packers hired a. Have they hired? Is it official or is it just being rumored right now? Uh, I guess I guess I could look at the official. The reporting I don't think the Packers and... have said it, but I, and it's pretty sad. I mean, it's been very reliable people have have said it so right yeah it's uh so it's it's reported that the Packers are set to hire cornerbacks coach Greg Williams who most recently was with the Arizona Cardinals he spent some time with the Denver Broncos and also the and he was a linebacker and secondary coach for the Chargers as far back as 2009 so he's been in between that he was with the Colts with the Colts in in 16 and 17 Denver in in 2018 and prior to that he was with the Chargers from 09 to 2015 so been been doing this for a while and he is going to replace Jerry Gray as the cornerbacks coach now we don't know uh, a whole lot I guess don't know a whole lot about Williams his name just got floated out there about 12 hours ago and we're still digesting that information and that news and you and I talked beforehand and actually your answer was perfect I said what do we know about this guy and and I'll let you share what what you told me because it was spot on I forgot what I said what well, did I say well you just you just said that you know well if he had good players he did well oh, and right. if he well, didn't no, have... you would ask me do I think he's good I'm like or how, how did he do and I'm like when he had good players his, his secondary was played you know ranked high when they had bad players they didn't do so well that right. that's any, that's any coach anywhere I mean you know, Bill Belichick, who people want to say is one of the greatest of all time, has been hasn't you know what's his record since Brady left? Mm-hmm. Not very good. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If, not not if, very good. If you just started watching football three years ago, you wouldn't think Bill Belichick's such a great coach. Correct. Now my response to that was, and this is not necessarily completely how I feel, but I could see our our fan base and we have an audience to cater to. So for those out there who are, are jumping up and down or maybe shouted it at their listening device and said, well, then what about Joe Barry with all the talented players he had on his defense and how how bad that some people perceive the Packers are, which can kind of poke a hole into that theory there. I guess we'll see because we talked it out before we, we started recording. And I personally think on that, and I'll get your take after, but I personally think on that just to, is that 
we don't, we don't know what, what Joe Barry's defense is going to look like next year. The numbers no. weren't overly flattering in 2022, but let's not sound make them sound like they were the, the last-ranked defense in the league either. And yes. I know neither you or I said that. So this is, again, this is the speaking to and catering to a little bit of that narrative that, oh, the Packers should have jumped on one of these other defensive assistants and, and maybe looked at making a change at defensive coordinator. We don't know if Joe Barry's defense could surprise us in 23 and – improved to form. Don't forget they were without Rashawn Gary for half the year. They lost Eric Stokes. They didn't have those two guys. There was some regression. The safety position needed some patchwork and they didn't get the improved. They didn't get any improvement from Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, things like that. Took a step back. Took it. Yeah. Took a step back. So as far as that thing, I mean, anything to add there, Mark, when someone says, well, then how come Joe Barry's defense couldn't do more with, with great players? Yeah. I'm going to say, say this and I'm listen. I didn't, I was not, a Joe Barry guy when they hired him, they were, I, he was not the guy I would have hired, but they did. I'll say this: the, the Packers got eliminated from the from the well, they got eliminated from the regular season this year. That last game was it was like I almost think I almost treat the Lions game like it was a playoff game, although it, it wasn't. But it, in in essence, it was a win and get in, we're losing go and not. Um, and that game, the four and then last year's 49ers game. Neither one of those was the fault of the defense. Right. The, when the, the Packers getting eliminated this year and then getting knocked out of playoffs last year, Joe Barry's unit was not the blame for either one of those. No, losses. the defense was really good against San Francisco. I mean, you only, you only oh, gave up great. seven points. Six, right? Six. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, six. I mean, the defense did not. So, I mean, rip Joe Barry all you want, and you don't like the way he plays, and I, I'm – I like more aggressive myself. I like more press man. But you, if you look at the team in the Super Bowl, they don't. They they don't. They, they uh, John Gannon, the Eagles' defense coordinator, gets gets criticized a lot in Philadelphia by the fans and the media for playing soft zones and and not blitzing and doing not doing this, not doing that. But his you know his defense played pretty well and they got to a Super Bowl. I'm gonna you know. I'm glad Gary Gray's gone. I know a lot of people, oh, my God, they lost Gary Gray. First of all, he's too old. He, he hasn't been good in a while. And he was kind of insubordinate from what I'm, you know, from, from people saying, you know, he wouldn't, he didn't, he, he never bought into Barry's scheme. Well, listen, Gary Gray, it's your job to, to buy. He's your boss. Mm-hmm. Joe Barry was Gary Gray's boss. You better do it, Jared, for Joe Barry. You know, if, if not, you, then you should have quit. You, you should have quit sooner. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why the defense was bad because the secondary wasn't on the same page as the rest of the defense. Most of the most of the Packers' problems this past season, the the mistakes that were made. Now there were some missed tackles, which again isn't the coach's fault. He don't you don't teach them to miss tackles. You teach them to be be in the right spot, and then it's up to them to use their physical ability to make a tackle. Um, but the the mistakes that were made. Most of them were miscommunication in the secondary. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that. And who was coaching the secondary? Jerry Gray. And if he's not on the same page as Barry, then his players aren't going to be on the same page as the rest of the defense. So I say good riddance to, to Jerry Gray. Go to Atlanta. Go, you know, never make the playoffs because Atlanta stinks, and they always will. They haven't been right since they blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Um, they don't have a quarterback. They have Atlanta stinks. So go there, come in third place or, or last place in the in the NFC South every year. I don't care, and let's welcome a new guy that might be. He's a lot younger. He's coached in a, some for some. He's coached under some some good coaches. So we'll we'll see how this guy is. I don't I don't know enough. When I heard Greg Williams, my first thought was the other Greg Williams. Oh, me too. For a second, the, I got really worried. Thinking, there's no way he's coming to be a secondary coach. And for those, yeah, we're we're, we're talking about I don't, former Browns. What was the most recent team he was on? Was it oh, Cleveland? God, been so many places. A former Browns. He was with the Saints when they won he, the Super Bowl. He's the Bowl. bounty guy with the Saints. He's the bounty he's gate. The bounty yeah, guy. he's he's not the Greg Williams that that I think most most of us would want to see, <laughs> and that's not the Greg Williams that we're talking about. So right, it's a it's a young. He's forty six. Like I said, he played 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 college ball at North Carolina, bounced around in different leagues. Never really made it in the NFL as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but like you said, has has been a assistant coach in the league since uh, 2009. 
2009. Now here's my That's a lot of years. Here's something I want to add to what and he's you, only 46. Yeah, yeah, he's which is you know which is which is good. I mean, it's fine. I mean, you can can and and listen. I don't list. I don't look at someone's. It's hard to know with with someone's age how good they are at relating to to players because I we've seen. I mean, Andy Reid obviously relates well to players, and he's considered a quote unquote old guy, even though I don't think oh, he's old. Yeah. Belichick, obviously, well, maybe he just gets it done through fear, <laughs> but yeah. but he could, you know, somehow relate. And obviously, the younger coaches like Nick Sirianni is a, a great example. He's a young coach, and his team's in a Super Bowl. But my my counter or my additional thought to what you said is okay. So, and I'm and I'm just trying to be fair here, based on on my stance, and and be fair, and as far as what I keep saying is important to me. I said it on quick slants many, many times when the Packers were losing during the losing streak, which was, hey, Matt LaFleur is the head coach, so it starts there. Whether you agree with me or not, it starts there. And I'm not asking for, and I know you didn't necessarily say that. I did. And so I'm not asking anybody to to agree with me. There's a a lot of different places you can look for when there's problems. But here's what I'll say to, to the whole Jerry Gray thing. I wasn't flattered by the the thing the things that he was saying and it definitely seemed to me like there was a disconnect just like you said and I never like to hear that and it's it's always disappointing because it's like okay well there's there's at least a separation somewhere and that's never good you want cohesive coaching right but if I'm sitting here saying hey it starts with the 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 top coach the head coach or in this case the defensive coordinator Joe Barry is okay if if Williams comes in and the communication issues continue, and, and and obviously, you know, we need to look at what the roster looks like. Is Adrian Amos still here? Are the secondary guys still here? Well, I can tell you, Jair is still going to be here, and, and Stokes Rasul, will be back. And... Well, there's a good chance that Rasul will will be back, yeah, and Stokes back. will be back, and then we'll see what happens Hopefully at safety. Nixon but will be back. yeah, Nixon. But if the safety if the safety issues continue, then I have to be fair and and keep with my stance and just say, well, it starts with Joe Barry. So maybe, maybe there was something to what, what Jerry Gray had to say. Maybe there, maybe there is a, 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 you know, a kink in the armor. I don't know if I'm saying that right with Joe Barry in the way that he runs a defense. We'll find out, I guess we, you know, but again, I'm going to say this again. I don't, the Packers defense wasn't as dominant as I thought when, when the season began, I thought, the defense would carry the team as the offense found its way because the offense went, went, was under a lot of changes, both that no, no Devante. That was big. The offensive line was in a little bit of flux early with back not playing and they were moving guys around. Well, not just not, no Adams, no MBS either for that matter. And then you had lost Hackett and Getze from the staff on offense. So, I thought the offense would take time and find, you know, it would, but the defense would would be, not, you know, close to dominant. I mean, with the moves they made and the the guys coming back and they drafted defense and uh, you know, I, I really thought this and it and it wasn't. And I and I do put that on Barry a little bit because he is the coordinator. But I, but you got to put it on the players too. You know, Devontae Wyatt, who I thought was going to come in and, and be a good player for them, didn't really do anything until late in the year. Now, was that his fault? Was it? Co- I don't know. But that was Wyatt w- would be a, f- a good show for us to do after this after the season's truly over, because he was a really curious case this past season. Because if you just look at numbers, and that's not all football is, he was productive when he played, but for some reason he still couldn't get snaps. Now you remember because I think we talked about it. Joe Barry did make a comment midway through the season about something about Wyatt needing to understand his his role assignments or something related to right. him just learning the pro game but that and I, that yeah, then, but that's an then, that's yeah. that's an interesting example but that's just one one of of a greater point that you're trying to make right i mean it was, it was just you know it's easy to coaches i think sometimes now there are decisions that i criticize Barry for i you know i like and again he 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 is flexible. He, you know, he's, he'll listen. You know, the first time they played the Vikings, he did, it was a, he had a bad, bad game plan and, and he got, and they got beat. 
but he's still only allowed twenty three points. Leave the, the leave the one guy you can't let beat you to leave the one guy you can't let beat you just running wild all over the field in the first half. <laughs> that was right, a, that was, a that bad was, plan was to bad, say the least. Yes. Obviously, um. <laughs> we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But again, out of the defense didn't lose that game. The offense scored seven points. Yeah. So I didn't expect the defense to hold Minnesota to six. But again, in the second time, he did let Alexander shadow Jefferson. As not 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 every play, but he made it a point to take Jefferson out of the game. So he he did correct that. Now this, with all, with all that said, this this is a crucial year. This coming twenty twenty three, the defense for the most part. I don't expect them to lose, you know, anybody. Like I said, Gary's going to be back. Walker's going to have another year and should be better. Campbell's going to be back. And Campbell and Walker at linebacker. You know, Gary, and I, I, I think Preston Smith will be back. Um, and Gambari, who showed a little bit as a rookie, will, will get another year. They'll probably draft somebody on defense somewhere, you know. So the defense, you know, again, there's this defense should be a very good defense and and we'll see and again they had their moments last year where they were very good during the winning streak at the end i thought the defense played very well i thought early in the year some games that they that the win over tampa bay was all defense yeah they won 14 to 12 dallas a couple big dallas, turnovers all, that was just a good everybody all around that was a good you have a couple um, couple turnovers there yeah and then um, well obviously the minnesota game was a work of art there, yeah but some of the games they I mean, I, I I try to look at a game where I where the off like the offense didn't win many games for them this year. No, they and struggled they, and, it, and, it, and it lost some games for them. So yeah, no, they everybody wants yeah, to blame Joe Barry for you for the problems his team had. I look more at the offensive side of the ball. Right. Yeah. That's that's my thing. Is is it just it it kind of made me chuckle because you can certainly take up issue with any coach or player on any side of the ball. But as long as you're willing to look at the totality, the, the big picture, and the offense certainly had its its fair share of more than its fair share of struggles. And they yeah. they they had quarterback, they, then, then the quarterback wasn't the MVP. He's not up for for MVP this year, right? So and and if you look at the the draft history, and we're getting into draft season, we'll be there for you know full fledged draft season as soon as the Super Bowl is over with now. And the the Packers obviously have a history, and Brian Gutekunst has a history of going pretty heavy on defense early early in the draft, especially in the in the first round, with the exception of Jordan Love. Yeah, and so you're you know, and it's it's certainly possible that they go offense this year as well. Who knows? I mean, if especially if if they see what direction things are going, and they know a new quarterback is coming in, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see an offensive player taken early, and maybe they don't address defense until a little bit later, but they tend to lean towards defense in those premium positions early on. And so you have to expect that they're going to infuse some more talent. I thought it was interesting. I think it was Rob Domofsky did a, a redraft and Quay Walker still ended up in, in the same spot that he was in. So even <laughs> after redrafting it, the Packers still ended up with him in, in, in the redraft. And 
And so you, you expect that they'll probably continue down that road and try to add a starter that or a rookie that can, can start on day one and be a contributor right away. Because at the end of the day, you still have to have strong defenses to win in the NFL. You can't do it all with offense. It just doesn't, it just doesn't go that way. So we'll, we'll see if the Greg Williams hire ends up being. Uh, yeah. Now he, again, Greg Williams is not a name hire, right? I mean, it's not a needle um, mover, and, but it's a guy that's been around a long time, but he's not a, like I said, I didn't even, I, when I heard the name, I thought, I thought of the other Greg Williams. I had to look up a little bit about him. Now they were, you know, I, I know a lot of fans are, you know, they wanted this guy and that guy and, and they wanted Barry. I mean, LaFleur wasn't going to fire Barry just because somebody else was available. That's just not his style. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not most coaches style. I right. mean, if you're going to fire him, you're going to fire him. It's not because of, you know, Brian Flores is, a, is available all of a sudden or now I thought they would get it. I don't know how to say this. I didn't know what this title. I mean, Jerry Gray's title was passing game, co- passing game coordinator or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't just defensive backs coach. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought because of that title, they may have been able to, to lure a bigger name here, but maybe they didn't want that. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. I think some of those titles can sometimes be used in order to give the team more control over keeping that coach. Right. So if, if the, the, if, if that Jerry Gray says, Hey, I want to, talk to Atlanta about their open quarterbacks position. And then Green Bay can say, well, it's not a lateral or it's not a promotion because you're a passing game coordinator here. So no, you can't talk to the Falcons. Maybe that's why they do that. That's why I thought they might hire a guy. They could have gotten a guy who was a deep, you know, given a guy, they could have used that as a promotion for someone else. Yeah. More experience or something like that. Yeah. I, I guess we'll see what the, what the staff shakes out to be. But the Packers have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that, that they need to address. You know, you said earlier, I forgot to throw a quip in there, and now I'm late to the party. But when you said that, you know, Atlanta is, is going to have their struggles for a while and they, they don't have a quarterback or they need a quarterback, if they need a quarterback and they want to part with some of their prime assets, I've got a quarterback that might be available. If they just, just throwing it out there, I think that might be one NFC team that the Packers might possibly pick up the phone and listen to. Yeah, if, but why would Atlanta? If they had I'd something that to. they wanted to offer, although I can tell you that that quarterback is not going to want to go and play in Atlanta no. with that the state no. of that team. He doesn't team. want to re- rebuild in right. Green Bay. He's not going to want to re- rebuild in Atlanta. No, definitely. Atlanta, I mean that that team that I, and I meant it when I said they're bad. I mean, name four good players on that team. Yeah, they really fell. I can't. I mean, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. What else? Yeah, that's two. <laughs> that's all I got. Is is uh, Jake Matthews still one of their offensive linemen? If he is, there's three. I almost got I to four. I didn't there. get there though. <laughs> I mean, they're just not good. I mean, who's their punter? Once, who's I, their I thought, who's I'm their place honest, kicker? I thought Arthur Smith did a nice job winning as many games as he did there last year. Yeah, I. You know, who knows? I mean, the the Panthers came out a little bit. The Eagles got got good again. Now the Eagles were not never in the in the dumps. I mean they they made the playoffs last year and then they're really back this year. So it's not like they came out of nowhere. They were didn't shock the world. But yeah, but you know who who well, knows? you got to have a quarterback, right? Right, you do. Yeah, you you definitely you definitely do. And I and I think you're right. So getting back to the to the big thing that that was a point that I wanted to make too was we still Joe Barry Joe Barry is this is just one of the I think this is going to be. One of those off seasons that we'll talk to as Packers talk about as Packers fans for years and just say, remember when everybody wanted Joe Barry fired, and 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 and, and all you have to do as a Packers fan if if you want examples of why you probably should just think bef- a bit before you say that. I'm not saying that I'm loving Joe Barry and I'm the the president of his fan club, but if you want an, an example of the Packers making the right decision and sticking with it, look at what they did with the quarterback situation back when. Brett was done. They moved on and then Brett tried to come back. And there were a lot of Packers fans, myself included, that said, if Favre wants to come back, please let him come back. I would rather have Brett Favre that I know when I know what he can do than transition over to Rodgers. And, and we're not sure. Now, obviously, I was wrong. And Rodgers yeah, proved. Yeah, I wanted Rodgers. Right, yeah, Rodgers, Rodgers proved proved me wrong and, and a lot of people wrong. And, I, and, and now I want love. Yeah, because it's and, time, and it's well, and that's and that's a whole other topic for for another day that we can discuss. 
And we're apparently going to get clarity on this within the next couple of weeks, although who knows? Because Rogers has Rogers said that he's going to think about it, try to make his decision. We won't get into how he's planning on making it because, again, it's a little interesting. But he, the Super Bowl's almost over, and so once the Super Bowl's over with, then it's open season on making decisions and announcing what you're going to do and you figuring out your next move and the Packers figuring out their next move. He said he was not going to hold the, the team hostage, and they have to start getting – deeper into their draft prep. They've already draft prep and they're already looking at prospects, but they're going to well, have, have to, yeah, they're going to have to figure true. out whether they're picking seventh, 12th, or if they're staying at, uh, you know, 15. Well, they're staying at 15, but they might, they might add a pick to that as well. Well, um, I'm just wondering if, if, you know, there's a possibility. And again, I don't know anything about the draft chart or any of these things, or if this is even possible, but I have seen some, some trade proposals where it's like, yeah, if it's Las Vegas, for example, they, they give up number seven, but then they take, you know, they they take fifteen, and then there's players involved and other picks are involved. I don't know, so we'll. Well, we'll yeah, I guess. Any who knows how, how? Who knows? Yeah, and again, I don't, and and I'm not. Don't you know? Don't put this into some draft. You know, like the NBA, whether trades are approved or not. You can see it online if if your your fake trade proposal can be approved. <laughs> like I don't know. There's there's obviously limits to you. You know, like. You, you can't trade seven number one draft picks for Patrick Mahomes. You know, there's a limit to how many first rounders you can send to a team and stuff like that. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But as, but as far as, as far as this goes now, I know that when we, before, before the show started, we were going to talk about, we were going to talk about Jerry gray and we've kind of talked about gray well, and your I thoughts said, on him. I mean, and again, I don't, I don't, I don't bode no ill will, but everybody was upset. Oh, Jerry gray left. Like, the secondary was, to me, the most disappointing part of the defense last year was the secondary, which mm-hmm. he was coaching. And 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 again, and it, and it comes out that he he distanced himself. I think that was the word that the, the mm-hmm. one of the writers used. Yep. He distanced himself from yeah, he did. Joe Barry. Well, what the hell? Yeah. See, and you said you earlier have that. Well, you said something. See, you said something earlier, and so you one said one of them had to go. Well, you you said you know that that's your boss. I'm with you. I'm I'm in your camp 100. percent But even though Jerry Gray is again a quote unquote older guy, it just seems be like it's becoming more prevalent in the NFL to not necessarily be disrespectful. But I feel like players and coaches are starting to kind of bark back and take back some of their their power and control that they have over the situation. And it's not this old school, you know, hey, that's the boss. You fall in line and do what the boss says. And if you have an issue, you handle it behind closed doors. A lot of this stuff is getting more public because Jerry Gray said it in a, in when he, to the media when he was asked. And how, But again, those teams that have that, how, how do they turn out? They go eight and nine and miss the playoffs. Exactly. And so that gets Andy back. Andy doesn't have that in Kansas City. No, he doesn't. And that gets back. Nick Sirianni doesn't have that in Philly. That's. He defends Gannon all the. I mean, the writers rip Gannon, but in Seattle, you know, there. Mm-hmm. That I, I just read a story about this year's Eagles team. How how Sirianni has it's like a it's like a big it's like a family almost mm-hmm. his coaching staff. Oh, you can tell they're very tight. I I'm not I'm not going to declare my unless you know you want to talk about it at the end of the show. I guess we can. I'm not going to declare my allegiance for the game this weekend. But I have a lot of a lot of admiration and respect for what Nick Sirianni has done. I obviously we'd love and he to. Will, and, they wanted to fire him. They everyone thought he was going to be one year and done when they when he started two and mm-hmm. five last year, and mm-hmm. he was talking about growing flowers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, winning fixes a lot of things, and the Eagles have won a lot of of games, a lot of big games, and they could win a really, really big one coming up here. And then he's a Super Bowl winning head coach, and that's forever on his resume, and that'll always serve yeah. him. It'll always serve him very, very well. But I, I think it it goes back to. Matt LaFleur and listen, it gets, it's, it's a feather in his cap for sticking with it. And, and for those of us that said, Hey, why didn't you talk to Brian Flores? Hey, why didn't you talk to Evero and some of these other coaches that got hired by other teams? And if it turns out the Packers have a wildly successful season in, in 23, then it's Matt LaFleur gets to say, Hey, you know what? I, I stuck with my process and I did what I did. And, and I think LaFleur more so than last, I felt like this past year, Matt LaFleur was complimentary of Joe Barry. I feel like he defended Joe Barry when it needed, when he needed to. And because remember last year, he, he, he did say to the media and just said, Hey, Joe and I talked it out. And I, I went to him and said, Hey, I need more aggressiveness or decisiveness from you, whatever. And I thought that was really interesting. You don't hear that coming out of, 
Green Bay very often, but it was nice because it's like, okay, good. I want a head coach that's going to hold his staff accountable. But in 22, most of everything that Matt LaFleur said, because listen, the media, as much as you want to call the the Green Bay media softball lobbers or or them being soft, and I agree to an extent with that. There's other markets that are much tougher. You, soft, I don't think they ask enough. You worked, well, you worked, you worked in a tough market. There's New York, and I do think Green Bay does kind of take it easy. And yeah, they, they left some stuff on the table, but they did ask Lafleur about Joe Barry and he just, you know, remained steady in his answers and he was supportive of it. So I guess, I guess we'll see. I was, I I think Lafleur doesn't want to be known as a coach that goes through coach that hops around, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He had three, he's had three special teams coaches in three years. Yep. Yep. Now he finally hit it. He finally got a good one. Yep. Who, and I hope he keeps him for ever and ever and ever. Yep. Because he's good, I don't think you know. I don't think he wanted three defensive coordinators in four years. Because then it looks like, man, this guy just hires and fires guys. Left, you know. Then, then guys don't want to work for you, right? You know. Yeah. Then you get then you get the rep as, oh yeah, he's you know he just blames everything on his coordinators and you know, Mister Hot Seat. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to jump in and take that job. Well, because yeah, I mean, if you're if he fired Barry and, and hired whoever as a coordinator and then that, and then next year does bad again, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And it looks like, all right, well, it, I, I don't like when, like Mike Sherman did that. Mm-hmm. He fired guys and he never took the blame himself. He always blamed somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think LaFleur is the kind of guy that blame me. It's my fault. Right. And I, and I, that, I admired some of that. Now special teams, he had to fix that. That was, he couldn't keep Mo Drayton. I mean, did you, did you see Mo, Mo Drayton? Got Just got out. hired as Citadel's head coach. The head hey, coach get, is Citadel. Cheers, cheers to him. Good for that opportunity. You, yeah, never, good, you, never know if, you never know if an opportunity is going to have 11 guys on the field. <laughs> well, you never know if, if a specific opportunity is going to be the one that catapults a guy and it's like, hey, he finally got into the right situation and he surprised the hell out of all of us. I'm not holding my breath, but, you know, good for good for him. I'm glad he got another opportunity somewhere else. I mean, well, I, I guess, so I'm going to bet against the Citadel a lot next, next fall. Yeah, I think. That could be a, that could be some betting lines there. Well, I was going <laughs> to ask you. Um, so, so two things. The first one is Brian Flores was hired by the Vikings as their defensive coordinator. So Evero did not end up in Minnesota. Brian, in Carolina. He's correct. in Carolina. Yep. So Brian Flores is, is in Minnesota. You and I talked a little bit before the show and said, you know, we were talking about, you know, Brian Flores and his accomplishments. Now, obviously his stint in Miami didn't work out, didn't work out in a big, big way. And he's, He's getting another opportunity to coach despite all of the, if you want to call it controversy with his departure and, and calling out some of the things that the Dolphins owner did. And we know that they've, they've done some interesting things, uh, you know, see Colin Tom Brady, but Brian Flores in, in Minnesota, any quick thoughts there? He's in the division now and he is a, you know, has, has been on some Super Bowl winning teams when he was in new England before, as far as what he might bring to the Vikings who are probably going to have a, a lot of, of new faces on their defense. I'm not a big fan. I mean, you said Miami did a lot of things. Well, you know what Miami did after they got rid of Brian Flores? They made the playoffs. They, yep. Did they do it? Did they make the playoffs with Brian Flores? I don't think so. No, they didn't. Tell me a tell me a Bill Belichick assistant who's ever done anything outside of New England. The only thing I can come up with, and I'm sure I I need I can look deeper, but there might be one. Nothing, I can't no, nothing. The the only thing I can come up with there was. Josh McDaniels, when he went to Denver the first time, started off five and zero or six and zero, but then they didn't even make the playoffs that year. Right. <laughs> so that's all well, I got. Disa- McDaniels is a disaster. That's, Raiders. That's that was it. A terrible hire. Well, that's what makes me nervous about if if so if the if the Raiders are willing to give the Packers a really nice offer and they want Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers stops and looks at it, even though McDaniels apparently was his first choice to come replace uh, yeah. Mike McCarthy, and the Packers didn't end up getting him, and he looks at it and says, "Hey, you know what?" as much as I'd love to go play somewhere warmer, closer to California and with a coach that, you know, I wanted in green Bay at one point and with a receiver that I, I know I can be highly successful with and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, they play the Packers. I get a chance to play against green Bay. I wonder if that might be a roadblock ultimately. I don't know. I'm just, that's a very mild spitball. I I have no idea. I mean, it's it's not just McDaniel. I mean, Romeo Cronell, Joe judge, nothing. Charlie Weiss. Yep. There's more. I yeah, Weiss didn't. Mean. Weiss didn't do anything, and then and then he also didn't work out at, at Notre Dame either. <laughs> so, no, I'm talking about yeah. yeah. Every, none of those coaches have ever been successful anywhere but New England. Right. So I would never ever want anyone 
from the, that New England. Now, I, I no, not as I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take Belichick. You can have all them other guys. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the the floor is higher in Minnesota. Doesn't do anything to move no, the needle I'm, for I'm me as far as him. as how worried I am. I mean, they've got a lot. That, the Vikings have a lot to figure out. I want to know who they're going to field on their defense, and then we'll talk about it. Because, like you've said many, many times, it's players. The coaches don't go out and make tackles. The players do. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not scared of Brian Flores. No, no, the Vikings will. You know, it's. I think. I think the Packers have an opportunity. I know there's a lot to happen. They have to go out and play better and, and improve. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the Packers are going to be in position to maybe reclaim this division. I think obviously Detroit's going to be a bigger roadblock than anybody. Yeah, but, Detroit's better than Minnesota. Yeah, right now, and they will continue to be. I think. I think they've got a good thing going there, and that's. They you know that's something we can talk about as we get closer to camp and the season starting and all that kind of stuff. But I did want to. And the Lions have two. They have an early. They have the Rams pick. Mm-hmm. Which is number four. Yeah, so they should get a real good player there. They're in, yep, they're in good shape. They'll probably. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. I so I mean, it's up after to them who they want, but I'm I'm guessing defense. Yeah, after watching Aiden Hutchinson pick off uh, Aaron Rodgers trying to throw a ball to his tackle in the end zone, which was terrible. So before before we pop out, I thought it would we probably at least I know it's it's a Packers show, but you've been to a Super Bowl with the with the Eagles back in 2004 you covered them you were you were there I know that the Super Bowl has changed a bit since then but I don't know if you had any good stories maybe Andy Reid stories because he's got a tie to Green Bay or any anything else that ever happened in in, in Uh, let me let me let me tie it into Green Bay okay um I'll give you two Andy Reid two things Andy Reid um told me during my during our, our time together that that relates to the Packers so I think I've told this one before, maybe, but we were, Andy would give up would do one on one interviews with the with the not everybody, but with the main B guys every year, like right like uh, and like near the end of training camp. And um, so one year we're we're talking and we're talking about wide receivers because the Eagles um, at that point everyone thought they needed more at wide receiver, and so we're um, you know we're 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 talking and he said no I'm not our receivers are fine. He said, and then, and he brought this story up about, he said, he went, when Sterling Sharp got hurt and everybody thought, Oh, what, what are the Packers going to do now? If Sharp's gone. And, and he said, I hate, you know, taking nothing away from, from Sterling Sharp, but that was the best thing that that ever happened to Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. He said, cause it made, it made Brett become a better quarterback. It, it made him, you know, not just focus on getting the ball to Sterling all the time. He had to, he had to look. He had to, you know, scan the field and 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 go, you know, one, two, three, and 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 he had free, you know, Antonio Freeman and Robert Brooks and the tight ends, uh, Chamora. Then he went out and got Keith Jackson. But um, I'll never forget him telling me that. That, you know, because like I was like, whoa, that's that's that, that. I thought I found that pretty interesting. He thought that losing Sharp helped him more than it more, and especially helped helped far. You know, what's interesting about that. Let me ask you a question to, to follow yeah. up on that. Then so. Far was obviously young when that happened. He was still very young quarterback. They hadn't won a Super Bowl yet, and Far was in his right. mid twenties, right? Okay, so the Packers got you know Devontae Adams leaves Green Bay. Now that wasn't what they wanted. You know they, that I think they wanted to keep Devontae, and Devontae said I'm out. Okay, so an older version of Aaron Rodgers, who's smart. We know he's a smart quarterback. He's played very well. He's a two time MVP. So then why couldn't Aaron? I don't know. Do the same now. I know that now, I obviously now I will. I wrote the story comparing that and using mm-hmm. that Andy Reid quote. Yeah, and I will say that, you know. Yeah, and I w- I will say I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to compare Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs to Antonio Freeman and Robert Brooks. Brooks and Freeman were way better. Well, they and they were they weren't rookies either. Right. They had yeah, been they in were the system a year or two. They were young, mm-hmm. but they weren't first year rookies. Yeah. That's what. It, well, I don't want to get. I don't want to get off on that. Well, it's, but it's 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 interesting. No, that is that is now. See, some people would say like, oh, well, you know, we knew that. Well, no, you didn't actually know that because it was never said out loud by anybody. And Andy Reid actually said it. It's been no, yeah. opined. A lot of fans have sat in the bar and said, oh, far. You know, his best thing that happened was when you got rid of Sterling Sharp because Sterling Sharp was catching 110 balls a season, and then they had to spread the ball around. Okay, well, now you had a coach that was in the room that said like yeah that's true it's confirmed right so that was that was a good one what was what was another one the other one also it's far it's far related as well but packer related 
it was that now this is years later and he's been there a while now and some of some of his coaches are getting looked at for for coaching jobs and i talked to Andy about i'm like well you know you went through it you you've seen this happen before um and we talked about home you know holmgren's coaching tree how you know andy and mariucci and um well gruden i'm trying to think who else was on there i'm forgetting somebody right andy mariucci well, Rhodes, but I don't know if you're you're using him as an yeah, example. Yeah, Rhodes a little bit. He was yeah. more of a San Francisco guy, but he was under home run for a little bit. Uh, but anyway, I said, you know, you know, Mike turned out, you know, you and Mooch and whatever, and now you're starting to get your your guys are getting looked at now. Do you look back at that? And he says, yeah. He says, you know, but it's funny. He says, you know, I love Mike, and I appreciate all Mike Mike did for me. He said, but Mike didn't didn't get me the job. Number four got me the job, just like number four got Mooch the job, mm-hmm. and and was, I'm, we're forgetting somebody. Um, well, I know Marty Morningweg was it, uh, an assistant. Morningweg, yeah, that's it, Marty. Right, it didn't work out so well with him yeah. as it did the other two, but he did get a head coaching job out right. of that. And he said, you know, yeah, you know, four got all those guys the job, meaning Favre, obviously. And then he says, and now, you know, I I I I'm flattered that people think I'm helping these guys get jobs, but it's Number five is getting these guys. I'm talking about Donovan McNabb. So he's like, you know, so I thought that was pretty, you know, like I said, Andy and I didn't always see eye to eye on a lot of things. And there was, there was respect. I'll say that there wasn't a lot of love. Wasn't a lot of like, but yeah, but you um, know what, Mark, like, here's the thing. I, I, I can respect that though, because you had a job to do. And if you get real close to somebody, then it's going to impact your work and, oh, it's, yeah. and it's, it's not going to look good. I don't want to be close. Right. I always say that. And I got, sometimes I got too close mm-hmm. and, and you don't want it to happen. But, and I could have been a little, I mean, Andy, it wasn't, huh, I could tell some, I don't want to go too long and I don't want to bore people, but Andy and I had some. <laughs> some some not so nice moments that's all i'll say sure well and that's listen you have a job to do and it doesn't always match up with the mood of the team well, andy wanted to andy is a control guy mm-hmm. and he and he controls his team he controls and he and he tried to control the media and in a lot of way and a lot of guys went into that they you know isaac called cookies and milk andy would call a guy and like hey come, uh, send he tells pr guy send some so up to my office, I want, and he would, you know, give him, I'd say, you know, he would give him cookies and milk. He didn't really give him cookies and milk, but that was the term I used. And then, and then they would be in Andy's pocket. I, I, I was, I'll, all right, let me give you one quick story about Andy, and this will sum it up. So the, the Eagles draft Corey Simon with their first round pick. Now, one thing about Corey, I want to tell you, this is. This is the guy who kicked out Mike Wall and ran him into Amon Green, and that's the reason why Amon didn't get in the uh, end zone on fourth and one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> when they should have been kicking the field goal to take a two-score yeah, lead. But anyway, right. um, yeah, of course, great player out of Florida State. Yeah, he was real good. They, they take him in the first round. Yep. And I had, uh, at that point, I, I knew some people at Florida State, just coincidentally. So I did this really big, this was like two days after the draft. I came out with this really big, long like, when we were when we used to be allowed to write real long stories, I did a really nice profile. And I, I I talked to people about Corey and um, just wrote about how this was a great fit for the Eagles and this guy's going to be this is just the player that they needed and they were lucky he fell to him and blah blah blah. Anyway, I'm sitting home, phone rings, I answer and Mark Andy Reid, like Coach Reid, what's how you doing? What's going What's going on? Hey, I uh, just I wanted to let you know I. Saw that story that you did on uh, on on Corey. That was really nice. I said, oh, "Thanks." Yeah, you you really like him, huh? I said, "Well, yeah. He seems like a great kid, and great player, and I think it's a good fit for you." Blah blah blah. So he's gone on and on telling me how much he liked the story. And blah, blah, blah. all right, so we're all he's all done. And I'm, all right, you know, thanks for you know, thanks for calling. I said, "Yeah, I just wanted to let you know. I just wanted to let, wanted to let you know that." And I said, "Well, I'm glad you liked it because you might not like the next story." <laughs> and people thought I was being like, I can't believe you you said that to him. But but I just want to let him know that you call me and thanking me for a court. I'm thank you for thank. I'm glad you liked the story, but I'm not gonna, you know. <laughs> you're not you're not gonna be a company guy. I'm not gonna write. Uh, oh, Andy. A lot of guys have been like, Oh, Andy called me and thanked me. I'm gonna. That's not me. It and keep flat. Me, keep the flatter train be, going. Right. You know. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You're not gonna keep the flatter train going just for the sake of keeping Andy happy, right? You've got. 
you got a job to do, and that's that's not. I I think as fans, and maybe, you know, people people always said I you know I looked for the. I, I was I thought I was fair. I tried to be fair. Yeah, but as fans, that's what we want. As fans, yeah, I want right? I want a writer to show me that they're willing to keep it real. That's it. Well, that's what I always said. I never cared. I never cared if they won or lost. The Eagles won. I t- I would tell you why they won and how they won and who played well, and you know if they lost, I would tell you why they lost and who didn't play well enough and that's and why they you know that's and what they got to do to not lose again. But right. I never I really I, and I know there's listen more and more there's fans and I, I people say I cover the pack I don't no I don't cover the Packers now I write about them for the Packer Report and because um, I want the I'm I'm not gonna lie I want the Packers to win every week. Now, when I write my story, if they lose, I'm not, I don't sugarcoat it, but but I'm, I'm not going to lie. I want the Packers to win every week. I, I hate having to write a story when they lose. I hate I, I hated having to write that Lions story this 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 past year and the Niners story the year before that and the Buccaneers story the year before that. I hated it. When the Eagles lost, I didn't care. <laughs> when they won, I still didn't care. Right. I mean, you I just, just did your, it was you, a job. You did your job. It was a well-paying job that I enjoyed doing that, you know, I, and then people said, well, don't you want them to win so you get to go to the Super No, I don't care. <laughs> Speaking of that, yeah, well, the one thing I'll say, and I'm not trying to drop a bomb and, and move on from it, because we can talk about it on another, is covering, the, the, the term covering a team is is very defined very differently today than it was 20 years oh, ago. Yeah. 20 years oh, ago, if you weren't in the locker room, you ain't covering nothing. Right Now, blogs, if they've got enough of a following yeah. and, and a reputation, oh, they cover the team, but they don't have credentials. But anyway... So the only the, well, see, what, that's why I never say I cover the Packers. I right, say I write about. Them. Well, and you have uh, of anything, you, you know, your your you know your words ring a little bit truer because you were in a locker room at one point. You've known the difference years. between, yeah, long time. <laughs> so my last question, I, yeah. I, it's, it's funny because like you know, it's 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 almost like you're you're, you're guesting on the show. But my last question <laughs> was just on the Super Bowl on the Super Bowl tip, and maybe it would be a short answer. I don't know, but. When you were getting ready, you know, leading up to going to that Super Bowl in 04, and just well, I, the, I've covered more than I, yeah, I've yeah, other Super Bowls. Okay. you did, but that was a team that uh, you were with, very with my team in it. Go the ahead. team that you were familiar with, right. did you did you think they were going to win that game? Yeah, I did. Okay, I did. I I don't know why, but I did. Uh, I'm trying to think, it was so long ago. I knew it would be a good game, and it was a good game. I just thought they were due. I thought they were ready. I thought, you know, they, they, you remember, they had lost in the, yeah, in the they NFC had. Championship game three straight years. Yeah, yep. Lost to the Rams, lost to Tampa, lost to Carolina. So I just thought this, you know, and and I also thought that, that was the year T.O., that was their, you know, his only year there, but he had he gotten hurt, broke his leg, mm-hmm. and then he was going to, when, when, when we found out that he was definitely going to play, I said, oh, wow, this is going to, now they got the spark they need, the mm-hmm. whole, so yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I picked them. To, I mean, I didn't pick them to blow New England out by any means, but I thought it, I thought it'd be. A, I think I picked them to win by by a field goal. Now they they were getting they they did cover. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, To caught a touchdown late. No, he didn't. He didn't get a touchdown. He didn't had like he? nine catches for like a hundred and something yards, but he didn't. Oh, he didn't get in the end zone. He did not get in the end zone. Bad, um, I, get, I have bad, bad, bad memory. Although that it was what, right. at least twenty years ago, so I guess that's my yeah. It's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, you would assume he did because he he had a great game. He did play he well. Didn't, he didn't get in the end zone, um, but yeah, I'll tell you one thing. Now, I covered, I think 11, 11 Super Bowls, ten just covering them for the for the paper. You know, the Cowboys, Bills, the Forty ers and whoever they play. No, a bunch of those games. That was fun. I ain't gonna lie, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Covering your team, the team that you cover, that wasn't fun. That was that was so much. I was so exhausted by Friday. Um, I'll never forget. Um, they they had a workroom for us in the hotel where everything was going on. And we had everyone's our taking workroom. a nap in there. <laughs> no, I wasn't taking a nap. I I said to um, this woman that worked, uh, Shannon Ryan, her name is. She works in Chicago now. She used to work in Philly. I said, I said, Shannon, I I need caffeine. I I need something. She goes, there's a Starbucks upstairs. I'll, I'll go get you something. I said, oh, great. She came back with those like two little espresso things for me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I drank them down, and then I just went back to work. And, I'll never, and then I'll never forget this. So it was Friday night, and I go back to my room, 
and we're supposed to go. I'm supposed to go. I'm, I can't talk. I'm supposed to go out that night with some people because all, all my work's done now. My boss wanted everything in by like all the final stuff in by by Friday night. So I had Saturday off, which was nice. But I go to a room. I I turn on TV, and there was a basketball game on. I forget who was playing. Um, but it was a, there was a basketball game on. I sat on the bed. I watched about three minutes of the basketball game and fell asleep. <laughs> I and then I did like the Three Stooges. I woke up and went to bed. Right. I woke up. It was the middle of the night. I had my clothes on still, so I got undressed. And I never obviously never went out that Friday night because, but I was just so exhausted from because you. I mean, I worked so. I mean, I know people are saying, "Oh, you worked hard, you rested," but no. I, I mean, it was. I didn't have a lot of help that year because that that was when things we started to cut back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the, like, you know, some papers had like seven people there. I had me and then and, and another guy that was doing all kind of other oh, stuff. Jeez. You know. A lot to do. So <laughs> I was writing four or five, I don't know how many stories a day. Oof, my gosh, that's insane. You know, and trying to keep up with everything that was going on with the T.O. stuff. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know. God, yeah. um, Forgot about that. It was, it was fun. It, I mean, it, it was, it, it's fun. I'm glad I, I'm glad I got to do it, but it's a lot better when the, when the Cowboys are playing the, the Bills and you don't really, you know, you're just writing little Troy Aikman stories or something. You know? Right. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, we're only a couple of days away. That's like people said to me, one more thing. I'm sorry. One more thing. The year I retired, right? So I retired. I, I moved down here. Which is in 2016, right? Yeah, that was my last season, 2016. Yep. Yep. So I'm down here in 2017, and Eagles make the Super Bowl. And all my friends down here are like, oh, this must be killing you that you're not – I'm like, no, believe me, I'm I'm fine. You're like, yeah, but you could be at the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh. I've been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm more than happy sitting here watching it on TV yeah. and not having. I'm too old for that stuff now. I'm like, I don't need I don't need to be working, writing five six stories a day. I don't know, right. Those days are done. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. Three days, three days, and we will know who the champions of the 2022 NFL season are. And then after that, it'll be all fun and games for the rest of us when. It's on to 23 and everything that comes with it. So uh, with this, I always have to have to ask what's up now at Packer Report and what's coming up. Oh, I've been doing my series uh, position by position. So up right now is a look at the tight ends. And that's a big issue, I think, this offseason for the Packers. They only have one guy under, well, two, but one with any experience under contract. That's uh, DeGuara. Um, they signed that guy, Allen. Um you know, he was on a practice squad, so they, they put him on the roster. You know, he signed on the on the 90-man roster. But, you know, do they bring Tanyan back? Does Lewis come back? Do they draft one this year? Do they draft one and sign one? I mean, it's so that's up now. And Does then, one get come, uh, sent over in a trade package? It, may, it could be. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, and then coming later, or coming later today or tomorrow, is the wide receivers, which is also a good topic for Packer fans because – they always want wide receivers here, don't they? They do, and we'll draft one in the first round of the, after Aaron Rodgers gets <laughs> traded away. And, and then, they, you know, we can get Rodgers' reaction on that whole thing. So, all right, well, good stuff. Well, the Super Bowl, and once again, everybody, thanks for riding along with the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Great stories, great information as always. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll be back next week with more Packers offseason talk. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend. And as always, go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.